0: Hello, good morning, and welcome. It's Friday, the 24th of September, 2021, and we're back with episode 190-something or other, three, I think. Uh, Sorry, obviously, for the huge, huge absence, um, but I have some pretty good reasons. I mean, I kind of told you a bit about this before. Obviously, our big move from California to Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. And, well, there was something rather bigger besides. Namely, my wife and I are thrilled to announce that we are now the new parents of a beautiful baby boy. Yep, we took delivery of this adorable little package back in August, and as you can imagine, things have been about as incredibly wonderful and chaotic as you can possibly imagine. Anyway, uh, I am trying to get back to things now. Uh, That's why we're here today, although to dive right in and cut to the chase before I get interrupted by yet more crying in the background, which if you hear it, sorry for that... um, I do want to have a bit of a talk about, well, the big elephant in the room, which is obviously the supposedly, we shall see, supposedly imminent deployment, widespread deployment, well, wider spread deployment of Tesla's uh, full self-driving beta, or more precisely, the request full self-driving beta button, which will then supposedly enable those of us who initially purchased full self-driving like yours truly... Um, to apparently request it, and if our driving has been sufficiently good and safe and responsible um, for the past seven consecutive days, then we should be able to actually install and try this out for ourselves. Anyway, so why don't we just dive in and get started talking about that. Episode 193, Tesla Full Self-Driving Beta, begins now. (laughs) All right. So Tesla full self-driving was, and continues to be, shall we say, a rather infamous option to check when purchasing any Tesla for the last several years. Um, I say infamous because nobody really knew exactly what they were getting. Uh, Admittedly, neither did I. I mean, yes, of course, there was the, all the various promises and small print on Tesla's website and indeed the actual um, configuration order form and so on. Um, But it was always a bit ambiguous and uh, then there was the issue of price which has fluctuated wildly if i'm not mistaken when the option first surfaced i think you could tack on full self driving beta for i don't know 5000 or 6000 dollars perhaps i think we paid uh yeah either 6 or 7000 before yet another price hike about a year ago which i think took it up to I don't know nine or ten thousand, and uh, more recently, of course, there is now the full self-driving beta subscription, which is a whopping I think two hundred dollars uh, per month. Um, now we always knew it was going to be at least a hundred dollars just based on the upfront cost, but I didn't expect it to be a full two hundred. That's kind of a lot, and actually, all of this is kind of a lot when you consider really kind of what full self-driving uh, beta or at least the ability to upgrade to full self-driving beta, I should say, um, when you consider what it promised, it was really a lot of money. I mean, for instance, the only appreciable difference over the non-full self-driving option when configuring a Tesla was the fact um, that you could get things like Navigate on Autopilot, where the Tesla would kind of switch lanes, including freeway interchanges to kind of keep you as hands off, but decidedly eyes on and brain on, uh, as possible. So it was a kind of finicky sort of distinction as between what you got and what you didn't get. And, um, I actually know people who didn't really opt in because they're like, you know, what's the point? This isn't really getting me more. All I really need is active cruise control, emergency braking. Oh, I think, I think, I think, um, active lane change was also not included unless you got full self drive, full self driving. Um, I actually happen to like that quite a bit. I mean, it, which is sort of weird. I mean, just as a point of reference, I'm actually, a. am trying to say this non-promotionally. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm actually a fairly competent driver. Changing lanes in and out of traffic on freeways, not an issue at all for me. I have my mirrors always set up just so, so I have no blind spots. I don't need to do the hassle-y thing of looking over my shoulders in that dangerous sort of fashion. So it's not like I have any problem changing lanes manually, but the truth is, yeah, the auto lane change functionality offered by self-driving um is actually really nice i'm not gonna lie it's very nice it kind of offloads one additional element um yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that but but the truth is yeah we've dropped like what like i said seven or eight thousand dollars and many people did and we haven't really gotten what we were hoping for we haven't really gotten that sort of aha moment of holy crap this is the future it's here now Now, in case you're wondering what I'm actually talking about, right, if you just go on YouTube and do a search for full self-driving beta videos, you'll see plenty of YouTubes out there, primarily in California, San Francisco and Southern California in particular, uh, people demoing this thing for quite some time now. Um, And it's, I guess it depends on your point of view, as Master Obi-Wan would say. Um, It, yeah, it really depends. You might find it mind-blowing, astonishingly amazing, or you might find it laughably absurd and indeed even dangerous. I think it's safe to say it's a little bit of both. On the one hand, it's, well, on the one hand, it's really amazing what's been accomplished, Um, especially considering that they indeed continue to utilize uh, camera vision, computer vision only, Uh, right? No LIDAR or anything else. Um, On the other hand, it's not really, it's not really, I mean, huh, it works-ish, except when it doesn't. But to say that it's truly competent you know, uh, is I think a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, I think there are instances where it does just fine, but the question is, is it as good or as confidence inspiring? I think is probably the word I'm looking for as a human driver. So when I first tested, um, Tesla autopilot and actually there's a pretty neat video. Actually, there's two videos that I've done. One was a Tesla model three. And then more recently I reviewed of course our model Y, but if you want to see an actual video of a relatively early build of autopilot, Go to YouTube, search for Mark Hogue or Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue. Pull up the video I did a few years ago on Tesla Model 3 with Enhanced Autopilot. It's a fun, if not absurd, ridiculous little video, but I think it kind of captures the essence and indeed kind of the pluses and minuses of Autopilot then, which, although hugely improved, at least iteratively so today, um, still I stand by what I've said. It's not truly the most confidence-inspiring it doesn't necessarily feel like a fidgety 16-year-old learning to drive. It's a bit better than that, but it's still not truly it it's not it's not there yet. Let's just leave it at that. Um as an aside before kind of further unpacking this discussion today about the imminent deployment of the request full self-driving beta in our cars, Um, I want to mention something really interesting that happened. Um, I, Again, as as, as I mentioned earlier, as you know, I'm now based in New England, and I was at a store uh, just across the Massachusetts border in New Hampshire. Uh, It was a Home Depot store, so I was in the parking lot there for curbside pickup for some stuff. And when the two assistants came to the car to deliver the items I had purchased – they immediately started talking about the Tesla and asking and looking into it and admiring it and commenting on how beautiful the white interior was and wow, that's the dashboard and this, that, the other. And then a few other passersby shoppers at home Depot, they also stopped and started talking. And then I think in total, we had something like five, maybe six people just striking up conversation, asking to see the front asking to see the sub trunk, asking to see kind of to glance inside the vehicle and, and asking all these really kind of really pointed questions. I mean, they were really smart questions they were asking. Um, one person somewhat pleasantly surprisingly actually asked about lucid what did I think about lucid <laughs> um, I uh, I think my response was pretty positive something like look I'm glad they're around and uh, you know I'll be even more happy when we see them on the road and in full production and so on and so forth and I think they're a great kind of slice of that upper echelon of price point of such vehicles it didn't even occur to me to ask sort of why do you know about lucid like that that just sort of surprised me. Um, not least of which because vehicles like Tesla—well, I should say Tesla specifically—you cannot buy in New Hampshire. In fact, I learned something even more shocking. It turns out that you, unless I misunderstood, you you can't even buy the vehicle across the the state border and drive it back in. You simply can't register them at all in New Hampshire. So again, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I'm not clear. If anybody has any information on this, do let me know. But th- the point of this conversation is simply, uh, this admittedly far longer aside than I intended, was that there's a tremendous amount of interest, which I did not expect um from folks in a shall we say a region which have you know where they've not yet been properly exposed to tesla or evs in general um so there's a lot of kind of deeply interested curiosity right and and anyway so part of that conversation of course ended up dipping into conversation about autopilot which interestingly enough they had all heard of at least in some form or another and the same thing popped up again and again was do you trust it is it safe i don't know if i could when the conversation got a little bit deeper, there was the uh, there was the somewhat begrudging admission that, yes, they can imagine that future where it is good enough, and indeed almost welcome such a future, but at the moment, they say they would have a hard time trusting it. Um, of course, I also at that moment had to do a brief demo of Summon in the parking lot, which was obviously good for a few laughs. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of all a roundabout way of getting back to the overarching theme, which is that it isn't yet confidence-inspiring. So, that brings us then to the present. This is, of course, Friday the 24th of September, which, well, somewhat coincidentally, besides being iPhone 13 launch day, for those of you in the Apple universe, um, is also supposedly the day, somewhere between today and tomorrow, or more likely probably at midnight-ish uh, California time, when Tesla full self-driving beta request button goes live and should supposedly presumably appear in our vehicle so again to be clear what this button will do supposedly is when you tap it and I will do this and I may even make a, an absurd little video clip about it we'll see if assuming we get it um, you push the button and apparently it requests access to receive the full self-driving beta software update now at that point you're sort of at the mercy of the powers that be at Tesla And I say powers that be, you're at the mercy of their kind of back end um, analytics, which powers Tesla insurance. So, Tesla insurance, we've touched on it a bit in the past. It basically has, well, it it basically offers the promise of optimized insurance rates based on how you drive. Because remember, Tesla is actually accumulating all this data on your driving style, all the driving metrics. Do you drive aggressively? Do you drive slowly? Do you drive. You know, carefully? Do you drive carelessly? Um, and so using all this driving metric that it accumulates, it can then craft an insurance price point that most accurately reflects your risk. Um, as an aside, when we took delivery of our Tesla last summer of, you know, I guess, June or July of 2020, um, I priced out Tesla insurance. And somewhat surprisingly, and rather disappointingly, it didn't actually come anywhere near the price point that we were getting through Geico. Now it should be mentioned that they were not yet using their analytics to do dynamic pricing. So it's possible that as of this recording, maybe that is in fact being implemented. I don't know. Um, Also, I should mention it's still only available in California, although apparently Texas is about to launch uh, as well. Massachusetts still no go. Regardless, whether or not Tesla insurance is available in your region whether or not Tesla Insurance is yet using their analytics data to optimize the price point of what they're offering, it is the case that data is present, and that's the data that Tesla are going to be using to determine whether you qualify, essentially, to to, to gain access to full self-driving beta. And apparently the way they're going to do this is they're going to look seven consecutive days of driving history. And based on those seven days, they'll decide whether you qualify. Now, this, of course... Um, in a sense, this is almost a little bit amusing. I mean, you can imagine everyone driving super, super cautiously and slowly, and I have too, but it kind of makes you wonder what's considered safe. So, some of the random thoughts that have gone through my mind as I drive through the freeways here, which, by the way, are remarkably similar to California, well, decidedly not in road quality, the freeways out here, I have to say, what a pleasant surprise considering how abysmally awful the city streets are, but the freeways here are probably the smoothest freeways I've driven on since the Autobahn in Germany, no joke. Day and night difference to what we had in California, um, but but what what really surprised me besides that was the the flow of traffic here. So like California, the speed limits are typically sixty five miles per hour. Some portions, uh, especially going through I guess Maine, uh, end up being seventy. But the traffic flow is decidedly not sixty five or seventy. In sixty five zones, most traffic goes around eighty, and in the seventy zones uh, seventy zones I've seen uh, yeah eighty. Five for sure, and even up to 90. Um, I really didn't expect this. I really expected rather more strict adherence to the speed limits, um, you know, different to how it is in California, where, let's face it, especially the further south you go, speed limits are more of a suggestion, right? Um, so, So it kind of makes you wonder, what's considered safe driving? Is it truly safe to be driving, say, 65 or 70 when every car around you, including trucks, by the way, yeah, I should mention, even big rig trucks, when they're going 80 miles an hour past you to me that would actually be vastly more dangerous so i kind of wonder is you know is the analytics uh, is are the analytics that they're that they're collecting taking into consideration of the average traffic speed like are they pulling traffic data from some third party source i rather doubt that that's not what tesla does so maybe they're pulling together other tesla traffic data so if all teslas tend to be going around 80 miles an hour even though it's a 70 or 65 mile per hour zone, is that considered safe driving? I don't think that would be an accurate metric, especially considering that most drivers of Teslas are probably going to be driving very slowly. So that wouldn't be a good way to gauge it. But it occurred to me the other day that one sort of what one source of data they could be using is looking at the relative velocities of cars around your Tesla. So for example, again, suppose the speed limit is 65 miles per hour, but all the cars let's say 90 plus percent of them are doing, say, 80 miles per hour. Well, you in your Tesla are also doing 80 miles per hour, so your relative speed to the other cars is also 80 miles an hour. I mean, that, by definition, from a practical point of view, if not a legal point of view, must be considered safe. You're going literally at the flow of traffic. Um, to me, that's a relatively trivial bit of data to 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 you know to to acquire and to analyze and to consider, I think that would be a vastly safer way to gauge safety rather than simple adherence to the speed limit That's, I would say one you know the former is rather more active a way of determining this and the latter is let's call it more passive i think it's much more it'd be much more accurate to look at your relative velocity to all the other cars um but look i don't know I really don't know what's you know how this is being done um I will find out whether I'm eligible because you can be sure as soon as I get that full self-driving request button, I will absolutely be tapping it and punching it and pushing it with all my might. Um, Which, let's face it, that kind of leads to the next big question. Is this a good idea? You know, I guess um, the DOT, and I think NHTSA specifically, has opened up an inquiry into whether this is actually safe, if this is okay. Never mind the general public belief or view or indeed our desire? Do we want a bunch of beta testers driving around? You know, I've been a pretty prominent, outspoken supporter of everything Tesla have been up to about Elon's philosophy and his approach to kind of, well, life generally, about the need to take risks to fast track things like full self-driving, like getting us to Mars and so on and so forth. But it would be a bit, and I tweeted a similar thing in this respect, it would be a bit disingenuous and a bit irresponsible of me not to kind of Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Like, if you've got full self-driving beta in the hands of a bunch of random people who are not qualified test drivers, does this not potentially risk making the roads more dangerous? So the idea is that if you have a lot of dangerous scenarios if a lot of unsafe things occur then apparently it's quite easy to have your full self-driving beta testing privileges revoked there's not much to say about this really at this point other than look if it works i mean i hate to say it but if we don't suddenly start seeing an uptick in accidents and indeed if somehow we start seeing i don't know fewer things going all wrong on the roads, then I guess this is great, right? It, it's, it's very hard to say. Or conversely, if we do start to see an uptick and indeed people's access starts getting revoked, I mean, okay, if it works, I don't know because we haven't seen how this is going to work. We haven't seen how it's going to be deployed and indeed how it's going to be revoked. Which then leads to yet another really bizarre can of worms, which is we literally paid for a thing which was essentially the promise of getting a thing, full self-driving, when it became available. And now we're effectively being teased with this request button. So it's like we paid for a thing that we now have to request access to, which we may or may not get. And even if we do get it, it could very well be revoked. This requires a pretty big leap of, uh, shall we say, uh, unwavering support for team elon um which again i am a huge supporter full stop but this is a bit tricky because we have now had our tesla model y for yeah just over a year for which we paid was it seven or eight thousand dollars for the promise of full self-driving now we finally have the chance to get it except that we may not get it and even if we do get it we may have it taken away again so that's bizarre that's that's very, very weird. Um, I'm trying to think of an analogy elsewhere in this world where such a thing exists, where you pay some lump sum of cash up front and you don't actually get the thing you pay for and you have the chance to get it, to re- to request getting it, and then you can lose it again. I can't really think of another thing where that occurs. I, 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 I'm, I'm really just drawing a blank here. I just can't think of an analogy like this, um, which... By the way, pretty impressive, right, that so many people have actually paid for this thing, considering how, uh, shall we say, uh, intangible it really is. So so there's kind of a big kind of spectrum of topics to think about here. I mean, I guess, obviously, if we prioritize the importance, obviously, there's the safety issue. There's the deployment issue. There's the kind of, well, shall we say, almost the legal issue of having paid for a thing that you're not really getting, Um Yeah. I don't know. I find it really, really interesting. Um, I guess at this point, there's not really much more to say about this. I have been kind of rambling on for about 20 minutes at this point anyway. Look, here's what I can promise because of course, I will keep you posted. Follow me on Twitter at Autonomous Hogue. Um, As soon as I get access to this thing, well, as soon as I get the request button, uh, I will of course tweet about this. If there's anything worth podcasting about, I'll do that too. Certainly, if and when I get actual access to full self-driving beta, you can be certain I'll be whipping up a fancy, shiny new video to discuss it in agonizing depth and detail. And as I think I mentioned once before, I'm especially eager to get it as soon as possible because I really want to have it out here when the winter arrives and our first snowfall arrives. That'll be really something to test indeed. So, yeah, look, obviously, if you have any questions, please be sure to shoot them my way if you know, other than that, not much else to say here. So keep your eyes and ears open and uh, I'll let you know as soon as I have access to this thing. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for listening. Sorry again for the delay in podcast episodes. I really do hope to revert back to the usual twice per week. Um, it is the weekend though. So have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening until next time. Take care. Bye-bye.